Our guest today has successfully transitioned from a career as a personal trainer to a career as a senior solutions architect. He shares details on his journey as well as what sort of attitude you need to have to break into the cloud industry. There are so many gems in this episode and I'm excited for you to give it a listen. If you're looking to get your first cloud job, I've created a free guide that you have to read. It's a proven blueprint based on my years of experience in the cloud industry that walks you through the three simple steps you need to take to make you more attractive as a potential candidate to employers. The link for that is in the description below. Now all you need to do is sit back, relax and enjoy the conversation. Hello, we have a very special guest today. He's a talented solutions architect that has worked at a variety of companies, including at Deloitte and at AWS itself. He has also had a diverse set of cloud roles from application support to cloud infrastructure architect and now customer success architect. I'm really excited for him to share his journey with us today. Welcome to the show, Don McQueen. How are you doing, Don? I'm good. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, no, happy to have you here. The first question I have is, what does a customer success architect do? I don't think I've come across that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a good question. Um, so the role before that was was titled cl- uh, Cloud Security Architect. Now they're just rebranding it to kind of reflect more of what they're doing, right? So like a cloud security architect would be actively making changes or recommendations, um, we're still allowed to do that, but the role that I'll be serving in at Wiz is more so, I would say like 50% TAM, technical account manager, you know, where I have a dedicated book of customers that we work with. Um, and then the other 50% would be like an advisor, right? So giving recommendations on, hey, you know, you want to um, secure your infrastructure or you found these vulnerabilities, you know, here's the most efficient way to do it. Or let's walk through, you know, ways that we can get you to, uh, you know, a more secure state. Yeah, no, no, that that's great. Thanks for breaking that down. So let's go back, back to the past before you got involved in technology or cloud. What were you doing? Oh, man. So I originally started my career as a personal trainer. That was my first job uh, when I graduated college or uh, when I when I graduated university. I have a bachelor's degree in sport and exercise psychology, nothing related to, te- to technology. The most advanced uh software that we use would be like Microsoft Office. And, you know, from there, I was like, okay, I'm really interested in business, maybe opening up my own business one day for personal training or athletics, things of that nature. So I went to school for, uh, I went back to school for a master's degree in business management. Uh, From there, I got to learn, I don't want to say the ins and outs of business, but really understanding what is important in a business, what are the different aspects that make up and comprise of a business. And from there, I worked a couple odd jobs. I actually worked at an Apple retail store. Uh, that was my first job after graduate school. And, you know, you don't need any degree for, for that type of role. You know, I had an interview at, at a couple different places, JetBlue uh, in, the, in the U.S. We have uh, the CIA had an interview with them. Uh, interviews with Google for sales roles, failed them all miserably. Ended up taking a role in BDR work for Staples Corporate. If you've ever seen the show The Office, it's basically that. And uh, um, just to clarify, BDR is business development. Yep, that, that's correct. Uh, yeah, business yeah. development representative. Um, yes. And then following that, I had my first opportunity working in technical support at MicroStrategy. So, no tech background, you know, now fully immersed and, and very, very satisfied with my career decision to, to go the tech route. 
No, that's great. So how did you go from, you know, technical support to a career in the cloud? What was that transition like? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so before I actually touch on that, I, I want to touch on my experience at MicroStrategy and technical support. So it was really there where I got to have that hands-on experience with helping customers, addressing problems. And then you also get to touch different systems and understanding, okay, why does a customer find this to be a problem? What's the business impact that's that's happening to this? And then, of course, I learned technologies like SQL, uh, learned more about uh, data and data integrity and how important that is. Uh, now, pivoting back to the question that you had asked, right? How did I get into the cloud architecture route? Um, so in that role at MicroStrategy, MicroStrategy is essentially a software that runs, uh, you know, that can run on the cloud. And where I sat in MicroStrategy was right next to the cloud team. And I was like, you know, what exactly is cloud? Can you tell me a little bit about it? And analogy that someone on the cloud team had given me was think of MicroStrategy or any software company as a yacht, a huge yacht, right? Cloud is the ocean water that the yacht sits on. And once I understood that aspect, once I understood that analogy, I was like, if I learn cloud, I can go anywhere and help any software company. If I focus on one software that not every single company uses, I will be really significantly restricting, you know, where I can go and what I can do. That's really the approach that, you know, got me to say, okay, cloud is the, that's the trajectory. That's the path I want to go down. No, that's great. And I think it's a good lesson there for the listeners because, you know, we're all working in organizations where there might be a cloud division. So even though you're not directly working with the cloud, you can still find out information from them. I say this because a lot of our listeners are, you know, looking to get into the cloud industry. So that might be a really good way to sort of network with people in the company you currently work for and just to get a better idea of what they do. And maybe you could slot into in, into there with them. So Okay, so you've realized you're interested in the cloud. What resources did you use? What specific strategies did you follow to actually make that transition? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I'll be honest, I got I got really lucky. And I think this ties back more to aligning what you've done in your past with what you could do in the future, right? So for me, that experience in technical support was really important because um, actually the, the company I ended up leaving MicroStrategy for they had actually reached out to my roommate at the time, who I also worked with at MicroStrategy and Technical Support, and they were a cloud security startup called Divi Cloud. And they said, hey, you know, if you're interested in this type of role, and my friend's like, no, nah, I'm not that interested. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put my application in if you're not. And he said, yeah, that's fine. You know, going from a technical support role in MicroStrategy, I didn't deal with the cloud, to technical support within the cloud, there was enough alignment where I know how to talk to customers. I know how to troubleshoot, solve problems. I know how to filter down, uh, you know, okay, the issue lies in AWS. Okay. We don't necessarily need to dive deep into Azure or GCP. Let's figure out what service, what relevant service, you know, is applying to this. So in order to get there, you know, you got, you have to map what your previous experience is uh, and what you have in your experience to that next role. Yeah. No, I think that's great because I think one's ability to communicate to, you know, your experience with talking to customers and all of that, and also one's ability to troubleshoot, they're so important in the cloud industry. I mean, these days, the competition is so fierce that, you know, you do need to have some more cloud experience. But I think just those two skills alone, like the communication and the troubleshooting, 
are so important. So thanks for highlighting that. You know, from that first job, how did your career develop? Because I, I think our audience is very interested in knowing how it changed from, okay, you've just got your first cloud job, you're pretty junior to, as you sort of rise in the ranks, how do your responsibilities change over time? Yeah, that's a really good question. And you're going to be surprised at what I say, and your listeners are going to be very happy with what you preach. So I actually did not know the Linux operating system when I started that cloud startup job. And, you know, I remember being in the interview process, not knowing the Linux operating system. And, you know, I decided to ask them, hey, you know, what's like the primary operating system that your customers use? And the response was 99% of them run their workloads on Linux. I had never really understood Linux or how to navigate around the, the terminal before. So to me, it was like a big gulp moment. But, you know, that being said, going from, you know, that cloud entry level role into something more advanced, more sophisticated, you've really got to lean on a lot of your past experience and also leverage what it is that you want to do, because that's a really important component to to getting to that next step. So being in cloud support, I got a lot of great experience and I still use troubleshooting to this day. Building up that skill set is complete is probably arguably one of the most valuable skill sets that I have. The real selling point is, you know, if I didn't have any career growth at that current company that I was at, you know, I wanted to do more architecture work, or if I wanted to do more DevOps or systems administration, if I can't get that fulfilled in my current role, then I know it's time for me to start looking for other opportunities elsewhere. And uh, a really important component of that step is leverage what I currently do and talk about what I'd like to do in the next role. So in my transition from cloud support engineering to cloud consulting with Deloitte, you know, one of the main things that I talked about was, you know, in cloud support engineering, we are, you know, companies are doing a 10 step process and they encounter an obstacle at step four. We help them get past step four and we don't see the rest, right? I didn't see steps one through three. I also didn't see steps five through 10. And I wanted to be there throughout that entire process. I wanted to see what that looked like. So you know, me being able to talk to that component, now you can have someone, you know, hey, company, hey, business, I help other companies get past their obstacles. You know, let me do that during your 10 step process, streamline that, make that a lot more efficient. Figuring out how to tie in your history to sell your your future, um, I think is super important. Yeah. And I think that that gels with my experience as well, because I remember my first job, it was great for like, you know, learning the cloud basics, working on some real projects, troubleshooting. But I realized that because it was a really small team and just the type of work we're doing, I wasn't really learning the best practice in terms of I wasn't doing any infrastructure as code, wasn't really doing any sort of programming or any CI, CD. And I realized that to take my skills to the next level, I had to change my environment and, you know, find a new job. And my next job, that's when I started doing more infrastructure as code, CI, CD, all of that. So yeah, sometimes to get to the next level, you need to actually change your environment as well to, to put yourself in a position where you're actually doing the things you'd like to do to sort of get yourself to the next level. That, that makes a lot of sense. You've talked about how you've gone from basically a personal trainer to uh, transitioning into just uh, technology support to then transitioning into the cloud. What actions or attributes do you think has helped you progress the most in your career? Being a self-starter, 100% being a self-starter. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, you don't prepare for the interview when you get the interview. You've been preparing all along. So when the interview comes up, 
you're you're hitting the ground running. You know, if you land the interview and you're not ready, it's too late. That's that's one of my my biggest components. When you have that, you know, that self-drive to either do more project. If I'm learning in the cloud and I've got someone like you or myself in their life, it's like, hey, you know, I just got my AWS cloud practitioner. And someone says, hey, sweet, I'm done. Time to start applying for jobs. I'm good to go. That person is not going to be as successful as the person saying, hey, Faomi, I just got the, the cloud practitioner. You know, what labs would you recommend that I do to strengthen my skill set so that I can really crush it in the interview? Or, you know, should I jump right into the solutions architect associate? Should I go focus on maybe the Azure fundamentals or maybe a GCP cert? Or maybe I should go the infrastructure as code route. I'm seeing Terraform in a lot of job uh, job applications and what they're looking for. It's not a destination. It's a continuous journey. It's a continuous process. Keep learning. Keep trying to grow. I totally agree because I think I'm always surprised because I mentor a lot of people looking to get into the cloud industry. And I'm always surprised by how little prepared they are for the interview. So for example, you know, they're like, oh, I have this interview coming up and I'm like, cool. So we get on a call and the first question I ask is, so tell me about some of the cloud projects you've done and they are underprepared to answer that question. And this is such a common question that gets asked or, you know, there's some others like that. So yeah, I think your point of just being prepared for an interview, like before you go in is so important. And also I like your point as well of having someone you can talk to who's ahead of you, who's been in that industry, who knows what the recruiters are looking for or the hiring manager is looking for is so important. So yeah, thanks for pointing that out as well. So this question I like to ask people who come on this show, what's one negative thing and one positive thing about working in the cloud industry? Because I think it's really important to give people an, a more accurate representation of, of what the cloud industry is like. So yeah. Good question. I'll start with the negative. When, when I say this, it's more so like, you know, working in the cloud may not be for everyone. And that would be sometimes you feel some pressure. You know, the business comes up with some challenge, some obstacle that they can't overcome. And you being a cloud architect, you being, you know, involved in the cloud to some capacity. Hey, you know, if it's within your wheelhouse, if it's within your domain under your umbrella, you've got to figure out a way to learn it, learn it quick and, you know, deliver. That can set a lot of pressure. And if people don't necessarily work well under pressure, it may not be the right fit. Luckily for me, I enjoy ambiguity. I enjoy problem solving. If I get stuck on something, you know, I'm reaching out to people in my network. I'm looking, I'm, you know, going through Slack. I'm going through discords of popular populated places. I may invest in a course, try to ramp up my skill sets over a weekend, whatever that might be. Um, so I would say the, the pressure to perform, it, no, no two days are ever the same. Now, a positive, a positive implication is I think the scale of impact is something that I've enjoyed the most. And it's really led down my path to starting Cloud Linux SQL. Focusing and prioritizing on the technologies that every company's use, my job prospects have jumped dramatically since I pivoted to the cloud. Because again, if I had continued, let's just say I wanted to become a microstrategy professional, I'm strictly limited and scoped to other companies that use microstrategy. If microstrategy as a company goes under, I'm I've got to start from scratch. Maybe some of my skill sets can apply other places, but if I don't have that background or experience, I'm starting from square one. Focusing on the technologies, like, again, cloud, every company uses it or will be using it. Linux, every company ha has or uses Linux to some capacity. 
SQL, every company has or uses a database, understanding that type of scale. And now you have the possibility to work anywhere to do any function and you can be really uh, flexible with what you can do. I find is super, super valuable. It's a big upside that I've had uh, since going down this career route. Yeah, I totally agree. And this is why I like working in the cloud as well, because when you learn something like AWS or Linux or a lot of these technologies, like you say, they're used by multiple companies. So you never feel hemmed in. There's always scope for you to grow. And even though different companies do things slightly differently, the main framework is the same. So you can build up on your skills as opposed to maybe working on one particular software. And then once you leave that company, your skills become a bit more redundant because this company, this other company uses a completely different software and you have to learn that as well. I think that's, that's great insight. What advice would you give to someone looking to get their first job in the cloud? We'll just start with the top three. Make sure your resume is in shape. If you don't have a resume that has quantified experience, if your resume doesn't provide context, the recruiter or the person on, on the end that's receiving it needs to see what value you can bring to the business. Um, if your resume is not in shape, you're not going to be getting callbacks for interviews. That would be first and foremost where a lot where I see a lot of beginners uh, fail or stumble upon. You know, if you do projects, great, list them on your resume. You know, we want these people to be picking up. You know, if you worked it, like for me, if I was a personal trainer before going for my first cloud job. If I have my latest experience as a personal trainer and I have no cloud projects, who who wants to take a chance on me? No one does. They don't need personal training experience. They need cloud experience. They need someone, okay, they know the Linux operating system, so we don't need to teach them the basics. They're one less, like, this is one less risky part of bringing this person on board. Um, another suggestion that I would give, um, similar to what you talked about before with, hey, you know, I just landed an interview. You know, let's hop on a call. Um, practice interviewing. And I wouldn't say necessarily practice interviewing with other friends that are trying to make it in as well. Practice with more, more experienced people. You know, something as simple as tell me about yourself. You know, before I start interviewing, I make sure that I record myself giving my little elevator pitch, listen to it back. Okay, could I improve it, make it sound a little bit better, sound a little bit more collected? Am I really delivering all the value that I have to bring? I think practicing interviews is super important. And then finally, what you put on your resume from a skill set perspective, make sure that you actually know it, right? If I if I say, okay, I'm a I just got my AWS developer associate cert, because that's there, anyone can ask you almost any question related to that certification. And if you don't know how to answer it, you're you're not gonna be in a good place. You're not gonna be a good spot. So make sure that what you put on your resume, you can actually back it up and, and be able to talk to it. I think those are the some of the most important some of the most important things. Yeah, no, I love what you said about the resume and also the interview practice, because no matter how good you are, no matter how many projects you've done, no matter how technically skilled you are, you still need to be able to able to sell yourself. You still need to be able to market yourself and your CV or your resume is the first interaction a recruiter will have with you. So they don't know about all the things you've done. They only see what's on that piece of paper. So you need to make sure that what's on that piece of paper is reflective of your real skills. And also the first time they talk to you, you need to make sure you're coming across as competent and relatable, like friendly as well, because you still need to fit into the team. So it's not about how, just how technical you are, 
but also would they like to work with you on a daily basis? And so, yeah, practicing those skills is super, super important. Actually, girl, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, chime in on what you just talked about. Uh, something that's also really important is your tone inflection in the interview, right? I've had friends that have gone on interviews and some feedback I received from a direct manager of mine is he was very monotone. And because of because he was monotone, it didn't sound like he was really interested, you know, sound like you're passionate, sound like you're interested. People pick up on that and people want to work with, you know, folks that are curious and people that are creative. You know, as you know, in our industry, there's more than one way to solve a problem. There's more than one way to implement a solution. Sometimes you'll you'll have to use workarounds. The best practice won't be applicable because a company is using this proprietary software and you can't do it that way. So you got to get creative. Um you have to be curious because, you know, hey, I clicked this button and it works. Why did it work? Not just be like, oh, I clicked it. It works great. I can walk away from it. Like, okay, why did it work? Can I document this? Can I knowledge, like, can I knowledge transfer this to the rest of the team? So if someone else comes across that problem, I know how to solve it. Or, you know, they can refer back to documentation. All those aspects are super important in order to, you know, really sell yourself because you're not just interviewing for that role. You're interviewing for the team. Do the team members like you? Do they want to work with someone who's boring and sounds tired all the time? Or do they want to work with someone who's excited? A challenge comes up and they're they're going towards the challenge rather than running away. Uh, you know, those are all super important components. Yeah. And to, to even add to that as well, I think enthusiasm is like a shortcut because as a cloud beginner, you might not have all the skills, you might not have all the experience, but if you have enthusiasm, they know that you're going to go above and beyond to get the job done. And like you were saying, Dom, you need to convey that in your tone, how you speak, or, you know, you need to sound excited, smile. You know, these are the the little soft skills that we often forget because maybe we're nervous for the interview. Maybe we haven't prepared. And so it's, you know, just knowing how you come across, it's so important. So yeah, thanks for sharing that, Don. Yeah, the final question I have for you is that, you know, you've shared a lot of good knowledge here. I'm sure people would like to connect with you. Where would you like, you know, people who want to learn more about you or what you're doing, where would you like them to go? Yeah, uh, so we have a website, www.cloudlinuxsql.com. Um, also, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I can uh, shoot you my link after this if uh, if you want to maybe like put yeah, it in I'll the, pop it in all in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, honestly, this was this was a fun conversation. I'd definitely be happy to connect with you further. Yeah, if there's if there's any way I can help, just let me know. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on, Don. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Fami.